Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy and welcome to your Valentine's Day special episode. Love is in the air, Valentine's Day is right around the corner, so of course I needed to do this special episode for you guys, get you guys in the spirit of the day. Like I told you guys last week, this episode is being pre-recorded because currently when you are listening, when you're tuning in, if you're tuning in on Thursday, of course, I am currently on vacation, but we weren't going to miss a week for you guys. So right now I am recording in Chicago and I had to give that disclaimer because it is so windy right now. The city lives up to its name, the Windy City. I am hearing that all around me. There is so much snow outside. So if you hear any wind in the background, big apologies for that. I really need to soundproof a room. That would be ideal. But regardless, we're going to make it through the episode. We're going to have a great time doing it. I'm really excited for this episode, you guys, because today, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, we are talking all about relationships. Now, when I was thinking about this episode, I thought back on what I did last year, if I wanted to repeat anything again, and I was thinking, you know what? I'm not even going to write down notes about topics that I want to hit on. I just really want to talk to you guys as if you were my friends, because you are, and talk through advice that I have learned from my personal experience in relationships of different kinds. I feel like so many times I'm either seeking advice or I'm giving advice and I am quite honestly always self-reflecting on how I can improve relationships across the board because people are definitely the most important thing in my life to me. My connections, whether they're maintained, whether they're growing, all the above, I'm just continually trying to work on them for myself to make them the best that they could be. So that's the conversation that I want to have with you guys today. How I am going to break this down is by four different categories. Three relationships that I have a lot of experience with, romantic relationships, family relationships, and friendships. The fourth category is one that I feel is very prevalent, one within people in their 20s, but I feel like now as a society, any time in your life, It's the in-between relationships, so we're going to get to that too. But first, let's start right off with romantic relationships. A little bit of background for you guys. I have been in a relationship for eight years. Now, that may be shocking to people because I am in my mid-20s, but it's been a really long relationship, and in my opinion, a very successful one. And I will say that the successful part of it has very little to do with the longevity of it. And that's not to disregard any of the fact that because of how long we've been together, we know each other super well, we know how we communicate, all of those amazing things. But my point in saying that how long we've been together is not the reason why it's been successful, I think is really important because I have seen many, many people stay in very long relationships without concrete progression and growth within that relationship. So, obviously, there is some secret sauce to longevity, but more than just being proud of how long we've been together, 
I'm significantly more proud of how much we've grown together. So here are some tips on how I believe we really made that happen up until this point. Obviously, I am still growing a lot. I am still learning a ton, as is he. We are both in our mid-20s. We're both still figuring it out. And honestly, we both still feel very young. So this advice, while it's advice that I would give to my closest friends, also think about your own situation. My relationship is not going to be the same as your relationship. It's not going to be the same as anyone else's relationship. So hopefully you can take some tips out of this episode in general today, but just also, disclaimer, we're all different. And that actually is a really nice segue into my first tip, which is recognizing each other's differences. In a relationship, specifically in my opinion, a romantic one, it is one that requires you to really, really know the other person. Presumably, you're spending a lot of time together. Maybe you're living with them. Maybe you're planning a future with them. Whatever it may be, understanding your differences is, in my opinion, one of the most important things in the relationship. And I think where a lot of mistakes are made is that people don't actually recognize people's differences as part of their personalities. And that's where you can get into really tricky things like expecting people to change or asking certain things of people that are so completely outside of the norm of what they would do if they were just living completely detached. Now, that's not to say there's not compromise. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But my point specifically with this tip is that it is so integral to understand how you think differently why you think differently, the different ways that you were raised, the different relationships that each of you have in your own lives separate from one another, like your individual families, like your individual friends. All of those differences make up who you are at your core. That is in part how your personality has been formed. So understanding those things from the get-go gives you, one, the opportunity to know if the differences are too large for you, or two, how you can better communicate and learn from each other and accept those differences without it drawing a huge barrier between the two of you. And I will say, I know that a lot of relationships end before they start because of differences that people think that they can't get past. I'm not a huge proponent of that, and that very well may just have to do with my situation. Me and my boyfriend, we are very different in so many ways, but we're also really similar in ways that really count. I think something that you have to remember is that no matter how similar you are to somebody else, you are not the same. You don't have the exact same life experiences. All of those things really affect a person. And a lot of times I think people enter into relationships without knowing that much about what's different about you guys. And that's part of the fun of the relationship in my opinion. But I think it also should be at the forefront. Discussing differences, discussing different ways of thought, and also discussing it in a non-confrontational setting. Not when something is super heated. Because those differences will come up then 
But that's not when you're in a place to truly understanding that other person. When you're in the mindset to be able to understand somebody and how they think and why they think that way, it's in a very safe space. A lot of times it happens with intellectual conversation, talking about a topic that both of you are really interested in but may have completely opposing views. Another thing that is tied very much to differences which is something that I believe you 100% have to have in a relationship, pretty much of any kind, but I tied it to romantic relationships because I have definitely had to practice this in my own relationship, and that is empathy. Because again, we all have different situations, we all think differently, we would all deal with situations differently, but having empathy and working on your own empathy is something that I think will tremendously help your relationship and also lead to another thing that I think is incredibly important, which is understanding. Having a vast understanding of each other is crucial. This is somebody that hopefully you can lean on. They can be your support system, they can be your best friend, they can be your champion, they can be all of these really wonderful things for you and you can be that same thing back to them but only if you have an understanding of what they want and what they need and to put what you think that they want and what you think that they need in the back of your head in the way way back of your mind because that's something that I know for a lot of people myself included we tend to to bring those things to the front, we act in ways that we would want other people to act towards us, even when that's not the thing that that other person needs. And I know a lot has come up within our society within the past couple years about understanding your love language, and what I'm talking about is very similar to that. Not only how each other needs to be loved, how they receive affection, but also what they need in every single other situation. When your significant other is having a really bad day, or having a really good day, or needs support with a really big decision, or just needs somebody to talk to or listen in a certain way that's very specific to them. Understanding those little nuances of the person that you're with makes you a better partner you're able to actually show up for them how they need you to show up. Because if you're giving out everything that you would like to receive to a person that is not you, that does not think like you, that does not feel like you, that does not have the same experience as you, you're not going to get a great response back. They're not going to feel supported. They're not going to feel heard. They're not going to feel understood. Hugely, hugely important. Now you may be thinking, Emma, how do we figure all this stuff out? How do I know how to understand my partner? How do I know how to be empathetic towards the things that they're going through? You guessed it, communication. I know that if you were to look up the top tips for a great, healthy relationship, communication would be number one. Now guys, there is reason to that. I have seen multiple relationships suffer because of a lack of communication. 
You can have all the similarities in the world. You can think that you think the same. If you don't have communication, none of it really matters. Because again, say it with me now, none of us are the same person. We are all different. I don't live inside my boyfriend's head. He doesn't live inside mine. So at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter how well you know somebody. You have to communicate. One really important thing, though, that I want to stress is that communication should lead to resolution, which doesn't always have to mean a concrete solution, but some kind of a resolution where you both walk away from that conversation feeling better about it. And trust me, that can be the hardest thing to do. Because sometimes in disagreements, you feel like there is no way you're going to reach that resolution. But you have to keep trying. You have to keep working at it from different angles. You have to truly try to understand the person within that disagreement. And guys, even in a very long-term relationship, I am still not an expert at this. I don't think anybody is an expert at this. People may call themselves relationship experts and no disrespect to them whatsoever but why i don't think that any of us are experts is because we are constantly growing we're constantly changing constantly evolving into versions of ourselves that we then have to present to somebody else and then we have to work on understanding new elements about each other i believe that we're constantly growing as individuals so doing life with somebody else It's kind of a miracle, the fact that the other person is welcoming and relearning is really incredible. So again, for me at least, it's not about the longevity of the relationship, it's about what you're doing within that relationship. How is your growth as a couple parallel pathing? And of course, there are so many other things about romantic relationships I could go on and on and on. This will probably be the longest section in this because like I said, this is something that I talk to my friends about often. So many different things that I could say about relationships. So many lessons learned. I'm sure that we will dive in to a different episode specifically on this topic. But for now, let's move in to a different kind of relationship. Family relationships. Family relationships are so unique in the fact that they are the one type of relationship in your life that you did not choose. Now, I know saying it like that sounds kind of bad, like you didn't choose them, you were just stuck with them, but it's very true. You don't choose what family you're born into. Some people are incredibly, incredibly lucky to be with the family that they're with, myself included. I count my blessings every day for how much I love my family. But of course, just like romantic relationships, you guys, every single one of you in your family are individuals. And even if you have siblings that quite literally grew up in the same environment as you, which that was my case, I have two siblings, We all grew up in the same home, with the same parents, we went to the same school. I had almost a carbon copy of the childhood that my brother and sister had. 
from the outside, people think that we are all so similar. And there is a lot of truth to that. We are similar in so, so many ways. But we are also deeply different. There is so much about our personalities that are not the same. How we approach situations, how we approach friendships, how we approach relationships, how we approach the relationship that we have with our parents. All incredibly different, down to our lifestyles. Now again, I got very lucky with them because even though we do have those differences, we're also best friends. And that I largely attest to my parents. They did that. In some way, shape, or form, they kept us together so much. They had us playing together. They taught us morals. They taught us lessons. They taught us values that we all do have. Which I think a lot of times when we talk about friendships, which we'll get to a little bit later, that's the kind of driving force on why people are friends or why people are in a relationship. So those similarities do exist. And like I said, I think we got so much of that from our parents, which means they also have very similar morals, values, lessons, because they taught it to us. But something that I've realized a lot growing up, and growing up having the ability to be around my parents at the age that I'm at now, and to be around my siblings now, you notice the differences so much more But with that, you also have a deep understanding of who your family really is as individual people. I know you're probably like Emma, of course, they're individual people, they have their own thoughts, their own decision-making skills, all of that. Yes, but there's something about family members that just feels so different. Like when you're little, you don't think of your mom and dad as being people. Like, they're superhumans, they're people that you look up to, they're people that keep you alive, that take care of you, that set rules and boundaries. But you don't think of them as people in the same way that you're a person, or that even your siblings are people. You grow up and you realize, oh wait, they were 25 once oh wait, they've made mistakes, oh wait, they have emotions, they have lives that are separate from yours, they have thoughts and feelings and go through so much that you have no idea about at such a young age, even though you're living in the same house. And that's not a bad thing at all, that's quite literally the difference between being a child and being an adult. When you're a child, you don't think about adult things because you're not an adult. But once you start adulting a little bit more, you realize all that it takes to be an adult. It is not an easy feat. It is very hard to figure out who you are, to figure out how to exist, to figure out what you want, where you want to be, how you want to do it, what to achieve, what to persevere through, what to give up on so many things that once you grow up, at least this was the case for me, that I began to have so much more empathy for my parents. And that's not to say that they're perfect because they're human, but I have made it a point in my early adult life, we'll say, to truly get to know them and to get to know them on a level 
that yes, they are my mom and my dad, but to really know who they are as individual people. So much isn't spoken about in families, but one of my top tips, again, just like in romantic relationships, is to keep communicating. And sometimes that means you're the one that's asking the questions. And other times that means when somebody in your family is offering something up to you, really, really listen. Hear them. Understand them. If you have a disagreement with anybody in your family, that is a fantastic opportunity to get to know them better. Because a lot of times in arguments, that is when people's actual feelings come out. You're not suppressing things as much when you're upset. So sometimes people say things they don't want to say and that they don't mean. So obviously, you know, take it with a little bit of grain of salt. But I do truly think that when people are telling you what they're upset about or they're showing you appreciation for something that you did, something that meant a lot to them, listen, watch, take that all in, see how they're reacting. It's really important in all relationships to sometimes be the observer. Even if you feel like you have something to say every single time, trust me, I know all about that. I have a podcast, you guys. I always have something to say. But I think a lot of times it is in everyone's best interest to observe, to listen to others, again, to fully understand from their point of view. For a second, Take your opinions, take what you think you know out of it. Give your family members what they need. And I know a lot of that I focused on my parents, but it can be to anybody in your family that you're close to. Just remember that even though these people have known you your whole life, a lot of times you have not known them their whole life. And they are still growing and they are still learning remembering that alone, I know for me at least, helps me a lot. To not always act like a kid in my family, to sometimes take on more of a role of an adult, because I am one now, even though I am the baby of the family. Fun fact, I am also an adult now, and with that comes a responsibility to continue to get to know the people in your family if you want those relationships to be maintained and to grow. And again, I know it's not the same for everybody. Families in particular, because you do not pick them, everyone has wildly different situations. So what I just said there possibly does not apply to you at all, so very sorry about that. Just speaking from my personal situation, but hopefully there are some takeaways. And with our next section, I think that we can probably all take something away from that, myself included, because I am continually trying to grow in this specific relationship section, the friendship section. Why I'm continually trying to grow is because friendships, while your family is not chosen, your friends are 100% chosen family. Friendships have always been so incredibly important to me, which is kind of interesting because I love my family so much and I have two siblings who I consider two of my best friends. But maybe that is partly 
why I feel the way I feel about my friendships because I see friendships in my siblings. So on the flip side, I see family in my friends. Some advice that I think is one of the most important things for friendships in particular is that they need to be two-way streets. Because I find in so many friendships, some that I've had in the past, some that I observe from afar, other people having, they can end up being very unbalanced. And I think it's really interesting that they can get to that point because on the other end, I also think friendships are one of the most important relationships in that you can really find people that maybe you feel the most understood that you've ever felt with because there are less barriers. In families, there's different dynamics, right? Because people have known you your whole lives. There's certain things that you don't really know if you want to share at certain points of your life. You grow up and maybe you do share more of yourself. Maybe you still omit some things. It's very complicated because even though families are forever, there is sometimes kind of that barrier that can lead to more misunderstanding. In romantic relationships, especially starting out, I would say, there's a barrier of getting to know the person. I think a lot of times people try to put their best foot forward and also omit a lot of parts of themselves, which I would not recommend that at all. Be yourself in a relationship. But I just think at least starting out, friendships are one where you can be the most yourself from the get-go. And that's kind of how you find friends, right? You are yourself, and then the people that like you for you gravitate towards you, and vice versa. It's so personality-based. It's so much about who you get along with. So in my opinion, they have the ability to be so powerful, a really deep level of understanding, super wonderful. But on the flip side, because they're not a romantic relationship, because they're not actual family, there's less strings attached to them. It's like a really concrete choice that you make, not to just be friends with somebody, but to continue to be friends with somebody. Because I'm sure everyone listening has probably had a friendship in the past that you were once really good friends with that it kind of just fizzled out. And maybe you don't remember this happening, but it could have been like, I don't know, you were in first grade, you had a best friend. Where's that best friend now? Okay, I mean, I can think of examples that are far more recent than that, but you guys get my point. It's easier for friendships to fade away because the only tie connecting you guys is the choice to be connected. So that's why the biggest advice that I can give for friendships is to make sure that it is a two-way street. And that gets so much harder as you get older, I think personally, because you're not in the same area a lot of times as your friends. I mean, literally, my best friends live in Minnesota and LA, and I'm in Chicago. And I'm a person that craves my friendships, not just friendships in general, my friendships. And when you live in different places, it's essentially like having all long distance friendships. It's really hard. 
And a lot of people, when they get older, experience that more and more. People move away. They get different jobs. They start relationships. Whatever it is, it draws friends further and further apart in a physical sense. Then it then becomes more of a challenge to maintain. But it can be done. Call your friends. For me personally, scheduling things does not work that well for like a phone call. I want to be able to just pick up the phone, call my friend. If they don't pick up, that's fine. They're busy. They'll call me back. If I don't pick up, I'm busy. That's fine. I'll call them later. Like eventually we'll play telephone enough where we will get each other on the phone. Send them a text. If you see something and you're thinking about them, tell them. I know these things sound really simple and maybe you guys are doing all of them and that's awesome, but I just think it's so important to continue to do that. Continue to let your friends know that you're there for them. Make sure you know what's going on with them. Make sure you know if they're struggling. Make sure you know if something really important has happened in their lives. Continue to choose them by communicating, showing up, and also don't be afraid to talk to them if you don't feel like they're doing those two things. If you don't feel like they're communicating, if you don't feel like they're showing up, talk to your friend. Don't let them become strangers, especially if they're super important to you. But more than that, what you can control is yourself. So don't become a stranger. Be a good friend. Alright guys, and the last category, speaking of strangers, kind of a bad segue, but you know, just work with me here, okay? The relationships that I want to talk about next, and this is going to be the briefest section by far, is the in-between relationships. Last year, I called them the situationships. I think people were using that term more. I don't really know if it's stuck, but now I'm just calling them the in-between. You're not in a relationship. You're more than a friendship. You haven't defined what you are. Maybe you don't want to define what you are. Maybe you have no idea. I know I gave advice about this last year and I didn't listen to it back so I don't really know what I said then, but I really just have one key sticking point of advice that I wanted to share for these types of relationships. It is so simple, I think that everyone can do it. The advice is to be a person. Now guys, I'm partly kidding, but also I'm really not. I think that if people approached these in-between relationships with having the prominent tagline, just be a person, I really think it would answer a lot of questions. If you want to go to dinner on Valentine's Day with this person that you're in this in-between with, be a person. Tell them. Communicate it with them. If you feel like it's too much to go on a date on Valentine's Day, with your in-between relationship. Be a person. Tell them you think that it's too much. If you're not ready to define something, be a person. Tell them that. If you want more out of the situation, be a person. Communicate that too. I think you guys get where I'm going with this. It has a lot to do with our favorite word, communication, because guess what? Even in the most undefined relationships, we're still all people. Baseline is to just be a person. Say the thing that you want. Say the thing that you feel. 
I know for a lot of people that is easier said than done, but I will also say that there are so many people out there that I truly believe complicate situations so much more than they need to be complicated because there's overthinking going on and games being played and weird power dynamics and a bunch of different nonsense thrown into it. Just be a person. I'm not saying you owe people, but this is my same approach when I say say something nice to a stranger or be kind just because. It's something like that. It's those baseline kind of things that I think we should all just start at that level. And if there are people that digress from there, that's fine. But if you can just be kind, I think that these in-between relationships can be so much less complicated because at least for the people that I've talked to, I have seen them work in a lot of situations. I really have. So prevent messiness at all cost. That is my advice on relationships. I really liked talking through all this. Like I said, there is so much more that I could say about every single one of these, but if I kept rambling on, this episode would be way too long. So I'm cutting myself off now. But I do want to give one last reminder, cheesy as it is, on this Valentine's Day, when love is all around you, in the air, down the candy aisle, just remember, you don't have to have expectations for this day. As corny as it is, if you're not feeling a ton of love right now all around you, or if you are feeling love all around you honestly, work on loving parts of you. And I know sometimes it can be really, really hard, but that's also why I said parts of yourself, okay? If you can't love your whole self right now, that's fine. There's no expectation to figure it all out tomorrow. Just find a part of yourself that if you were to see in another person, you'd be like, gosh, that's cool. You find that in yourself. Maybe it's everything. Maybe it's one thing. But I challenge you all to at least find one thing. Because I promise anybody that knows you has more than one thing. You may not know it, but trust me guys, I'm an observer. I see how other people see people. Even if you just met somebody, there's identifiable things in there. So find it for yourself. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. I hope that you have a splendid Valentine's Day. Whether that means you're going to be with your significant other, you're going to be with your family, your friends, your in-between relationship, or just working on your relationship with yourself. Remember... It's just a day where you see a little bit more pink and red, more floral scents in the air, and conversation hearts everywhere. So feel the love, eat the candy, sweet talk, and listen up in those relationships. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 